Boston Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Go Bell Podcast. Storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I Well, we just got done watching um, the last episode of Monday Night Raw leading into the WWE Draft tomorrow night on SmackDown Live on the USA Network, uh, beginning at 8 Eastern. Um, we at, here at the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast want to give you full draft coverage and analysis, uh, and that begins tonight because we learned a lot about um, the draft, kind of the you know the rules were announced yesterday. We're going to get into all that, but... Um, First, uh, this is Aaron, Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. I'm here with two chains again. What's up, man? What up? What up? So let's go through um, the rules of the draft that were announced. Then we'll definitely get into the, um, I guess, title change that happened in the main event tonight, as well as GMs and all that. So I, I just want to kind of get your opinion on um, on the rules. I like that it's defined, by the way. I just want to throw that out there, that it's defined and um, they're treating it like a real sport, like a real draft. So... Because Raw is an hour longer, for every two SmackDown picks, Raw gets three. I assume that they'll go Raw pick, SmackDown pick, Raw pick, and then SmackDown pick, and then two Raw picks or something like that to even it out. But um, yeah. what do, do, do you feel that that makes SmackDown look like less of a show? Or what did you think about that rule? I mean, I don't know. I looked over the list, and I didn't really count it, but it makes it seem like Raw will still have an advantage, sort of say, mm-hmm. because um, if you're going to make it, if you're going to make it that way, but then announce that the Cruiserweights are going to come back, you're basically giving your first two hours, basically your draft pick, and then you give you an hour from your Cruiserweights, which in this case, none of your Cruiserweights are listed on this list. Mm-hmm. So you're getting extra, you're getting extra wrestlers on your brand, so to say, and then you get an hour of extra people on your, for the Cruiserweight division, which makes it ultimately that fair for the SmackDown division, in, in that sense. Do you think that some of the current roster that kind of fits the Cruiserweight mold, I mean, that was another big announcement tonight. Stephanie said that the Cruiserweight division will be revived on Raw, given the success of the Cruiserweight Classic already. Do you think they'll repurpose some of their Cruiserweight-like talent? I'm thinking specifically of the Kalistos, the Sin Cara's, maybe even the Heath Slaters of the world, um, people like that to be part of the Cruiserweight division? Or do you think it'll primarily be people from the tournament? Or do you think it'll be a combination? How do you see that going? Uh, I think you bring up all interesting points. I didn't think about that, but she definitely did mention that. Um, it would be good to see some people repackage so that they also get another chance mm-hmm. um, to, to be spotlight. And that's what all that's what the brand spins thought about. So I do believe that we will get to see some people that belong in the Cruiserweight division to be there. Yeah. Um, I think there may be a little bit of leniency as far as weight for some people as well, too. But nonetheless, you know, we'll, we'll get an image in it. Maybe some of wrestling type to say, like, that's a Cruiserweight. Yeah. And I think Heath Slater is a good person to bring, bring up on that note. I would love when they bring the belt back, which was retired when Hornswoggle won it from Chavo Guerrero. I would love for Heath Slater to be the one to win it, just to tick everybody off. <laughs> I think yeah, it would be great. Speaking um, of Heath Slater, he took a nasty cut, if you haven't seen that. I did mind. see that. It was like six stitches from what I understand. Nasty. You know who would be another good cruiserweight 
if uh, if they do get split up, wouldn't Enzo Amore be perfect for that division? I thought about that today too. If yeah. they end up splitting those two up, like a lot of people are kind of projecting, I I don't think they're going to actually do it, but you know, could happen. Yeah, and you know, speaking of split ups, um, the Lucha Dragons announced that they're going to split up today on their um, on their uh, Facebook Live mm-hmm. from the um, WWE official Facebook page, and I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, that's been foreshadow for a while with uh, costume colors and stuff like that but you know they, they finally did it and you know like some people say they do deserve legitimate solo run but I believe that's what Sin Cara has done for the last what uh, five months <laughs> so you know there yeah. was really no big surprise there but it was like I would have What's ironic is that Kalisto was, you know, apparently the one getting the push, but he was uh, not the one on the main WrestleMania card. That was Sin Cara in that ladder match um, with that crazy kind of swan dive into breaking the ladder with Cody Rhodes on it. Um, Some other key uh, draft notes that were released and expounded upon on Raw tonight. Um, Raw does get the first overall pick, and you've got to think with the way Raw ended, even though both the competitors had their shoulders to the mat, um, Seth Rollins walked out with the title. You've got to think Stephanie's taking him number one overall at this point. Yeah, and it's interesting that um, uh, I knew he was going to bring this up, but it was something I wanted to ask you. Um, the interesting point is that I think this was done to legitimize the belt and her pick. It's obvious that Steph and Seth has history with the authority, so giving him the belt makes him the clear cut pick for number one. Yeah. Um, because her going over her not picking Dean does look kind of like, huh? Like, why? You know what I mean? Um, it it would have looked good in the sense of Nick Foley, as you know, he's been endorsing him um, over the while, especially with that one um, match that he had. Uh, the Ambrose Asylum match, I think it's the Asylum match. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that could have made sense there, but you know, I think that what it did as far as the title change was uh, the right way to go. However, I wanted to bring up the point that you made about why you felt like um, the title needed to be changed. If you could bring that back up again. Yeah, so I think it was on our episode that we put out. Uh, this weekend, I said that I did think this title match was booked because they wanted to. I mean, it's kind of like what you just said, Seth. Uh, they wanted Seth to be the number one pick, and they wanted the champion to be the number one pick. It really doesn't make sense for Stephanie to draft Dean Ambrose, even if he is champion. You know, she could just as easily gamble and pick Seth anyways, and say, "Well, he's going to win the triple threat on um, Sunday when you guys are at Battleground." But I think this just makes more sense. It was clearly established with the the GMs and the commissioners out ringside that each one had kind of a preference and who they're, they're, they could see being their champion. So I think what happens tomorrow night, I think it's going to go kind of chalk. The top pick for Raw will be Seth with the title. Dean will get picked at number two, followed by Roman Reigns at number three. In a way, Stephanie's hedging her bets there with a uh, 66% chance. Um, of walking out of Battleground with the title on her show. And I th- I think from that point, uh, number four, you know, you could maybe make a case for AJ Styles or make a case for John Cena. I The more I think about it, the more I think John Cena stays on Raw. So maybe you get like an AJ Styles at number four or a Randy Orton or a Brock Lesnar at number four. Although I could kind of, I think Brock Lesnar ends up on Raw also just 
given the type of attraction he is, it makes more sense for that show. Um, but that's where I think the draft is going tomorrow night. As far as Battleground goes, like I said, I think it would be very poetic to have Roman come in and just take the title right back. But then you almost kind of position Seth to be the babyface again, even though they probably want Roman to be. It's very. It's going to be very interesting to see how how it all plays out. Um, I have a lot of intrigue for Battleground, and I think you guys are going to have a really good show on your hands there when you attend in DC this weekend. Um, I'm kind do of. You, um, do, do you think that in the eye of drafting, do you think the drafting will be done in sense of um, power rankings and what makes sense, or will it be drafted more or less with history? Well, I think you might see a combination just because of how much storyline plays into professional wrestling, um, whereas like an NBA GM is going to draft objectively based on their team's needs. But Shane has said that the new era is a big deal to him on SmackDown. So I think um, with these NXT call-ups, we, we might see more of them on SmackDown. Um, I think Bailey is a really good one for Raw, though. I will say that. Um the, the another rule that was announced is there will be up to six NXT call-ups as part of the draft. And I think the first one you'll see tomorrow night within Shane's top five will probably be um, the Demon Finn Balor. Okay. So, That'd be interesting. Yeah, dude. Um, a couple of things. We did get rules, um, but we also didn't get a lot of other stuff that we've been speculating Obviously, the internet one with Daniel Bryan um, being announced as the uh, GM and Nick Foley pick was phenomenal. That I was, was I was completely shocked by that. I did not. I thought she would pick like more of a heel person, and that was not the case. And why do you? I guess like we know Mick Foley can do the job because in the two, early two thousands he was the commissioner on Raw or of WWF in general for. I think he had a six to eight month run with that so we know he'll be good um but that was shocking wasn't it yeah very 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 finally something that the internet wasn't able to get their hands on so yeah I'm excited about that yeah um but yeah as far as the stuff that we did get we didn't get um well i, I i'll start off by saying some things that i noticed um the nst call-ups they didn't tell who was eligible I mean, I assume it's the whole roster. You, you know, there'll be people that are more likely, like a Finn Balor, compared to like a No Way Jose, for example, that will get the call tomorrow night. But um, yeah, but you know, you say if you say the whole roster, so why not? So why do you have to state who's eligible on the main roster for? Um, well, the other brands. So that's my that was my big thing. Then I started picking out like, okay, who am I not seeing on this list? But some notable names that came up was, um, first of all, the Wyatt family is not listed as a stable, which yeah. is interesting to me. Whereas the New um, Day are more of an established tag team, um, yep. and they are listed. You know, you get a three-and-one pick there. I mean, if it was me, I wouldn't pick New Day 1, like if this was real life, but I would pick New Day 2 for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, if you're going to fall in the Wyatt family, you're, you're can I just say, um, by the way, the, the New Day were in way too good of a mood considering Bray Wyatt tried to murder Xavier Woods <laughs> with an axe last week. Just yeah, want to throw um, that out there. <laughs> that said, that, that was just a low blow for TNA. And they're going to pretend like it never really happened. It was just for, it was just for giggles, for real. I get it. It was very, very... Um, <laughs> 
so good, but just so yeah. hard to work tonight. Like it was only mentioned once by JBL, and everything else was just like whatever. But they were, <laughs> you're right. There really wasn't a good move considering what happened. I thought we was going to at least get some battle scars or something too. But yeah. But, um, yeah, who else? So yeah, but, Taker wasn't on that list, and I don't think that surprises anybody. But um, I thought uh, somebody made a good interesting point that Brock Lesnar was on there, and Taker should, should have been as well. But, you know, no, no big deal. Well, it, might be, it um, might be the thing that Taker really, you know, was adamant that he's done, even though they put him in the ads for WrestleMania 33, the night of WrestleMania 32 this year. <laughs> so um, Triple H also um, wasn't on that list. No, he wasn't. Ryback wasn't on that list. Well, Ryback's going to be in TNA in six months, so that is what it is. <laughs> Him versus Moose um, for the title. No um, injured people on the list. Neville is on the list, even though he hasn't been seen on TV. Hasn't been seen on um, TV, but he has come back at live events. I know he worked MSG this weekend. Yes, and, and technically that doesn't count in the sake of viewership. Correct, but, correct. you know, he is listed, so... Luke Harper is not... The integrity of, of injuries not being on the list is gone. Uh, Luke Harper, is he on the list? He's not. Uh, Nikki okay. Bella is also not. And, and neither is Brie. Now, we know Brie retired, but she's still considered on the active roster on the WWE website. Oh, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that, yeah. So, yeah, and that, you know, those were some of the things that I noticed. The other big thing that um, was not that I think you were probably hinting at yesterday when we said we was going to wait after all to... Uh, discussed tonight is that just there was no clarification on titles how they're going to be manipulated now granted commentary just goes with whatever they go with because jbl's been talking about undertaker being drafted all this time but he's not even on the list mm-hmm. but now there's been no indication on what's going to happen with the title going into the draft well, I think that's part of why we, we tune in tomorrow night to see how it shakes out. I mean, I what I think will happen is whoever drafts like the first mid-card title, the other show will just be like, well, we need a mid-card title too, so we'll draft the U.S. if the IC goes to Raw. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with the tags and the women because I, st- I still maintain, and I've said this on past episodes, they don't have enough of an established division for either to justify having a second title, a second women's and a second tags. So maybe the tags and the women's title do float between shows. Um, Hopefully that's maybe made more clear tomorrow night because like, you know, Stephanie's going to pick Seth number one because she wants the title to be on raw, but it's like, how can you do that with that title? But then say, Oh, we're going to share these titles over here. I think we're all waiting to hear how that's defined um, for sure. And the other thing that, um, you know, there, like I said, there's been no clear definition of what's going to happen with the title. You bring um, the Cruiserweight division back. Well, what is their purpose? If, uh, will they have storylines or will they have a title? Just is all the more reason why I believe it was Jamal or maybe Sevens who said that the CWC should not be for a trophy, but should be for a definitive title that could be either taken around to other indie shows. Mm-hmm. Or NXT. Or on Raw, apparently, now, yeah. Right. right. Well, and maybe maybe that's going to be a thing. You know, we saw, you know, kind of a precedent at WrestleMania where on the pre-show, Lita comes up like, oh, by the way, we're debuting this new title tonight. They could just as easily at the the go-home show before the finals of the tournament be like, oh, by the way, the champion gets a main roster contract and becomes the WWE Cruiserweight champion. Like, there you go. But yeah, I I think... 
as, as eager as we are to find out the answers to these questions, that probably makes tomorrow night and moving forward all the more intriguing. Um, these are all great questions. Um, another note, I don't know if we officially said it on the show or not, that tag teams count as one pick, but they specify in the rule that the general manager or commissioner can, spe- can specify that they only want one of the two members of that team. So you got to think that indicates or foreshadows that somebody is getting split up tomorrow night. Is there any? Is there any one big really like? Is there anybody stick out to you? The Dudleys for sure, but I, you know, I, I did see on on um, uh, like advertising night they're going to do like a WWE draft center kind of second screen experience tomorrow night if you have the network, and they show that going three hours. So I wonder if the supplemental draft will take place that um, that hour following SmackDown Live after the 10 o'clock East Coast hour. Um, but I, I see the Dudleys getting split up. I think Bubba has a singles run in him again, kind of more in the vein of that Bully Ray character that got over pretty well in TNA. Um, I, I still think it could be that Enzo and Casket split. I could see Stephanie being like, we really like, we really want a big seven-footer on Raw, but we don't want Enzo. And I think, but it could, in a way, it should be the other way around because Enzo should be in the cruiserweight division. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I I thought off the limb maybe to bring um, some legitimacy to the tag team titles. I mean, you have Mojo Rally you brought up mm-hmm. to pair with Zack Ryder to establish another tag team. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Six is a really scarce number. I mean, is that three each? Is that six total, or is that six each? No, I think it's six total, um, yeah. and I think I think like I said before, I do think more of them end up on SmackDown. With Raw getting the more of the picks, I think you're going to see more established people brought there to fill that time. Whereas SmackDown, there's going to be enough intrigue with you know Shane and Daniel Bryan running things, and maybe more of a new era focus, as has been indicated by Shane in his promos. Um, another, yeah. uh, sorry, go ahead. I said, yeah, nah, yeah, you're right. Another note um, that Joey Styles put out there, and it was discussed further on Raw during the main event tonight, I believe it was, um, announcers are eligible for the draft. So, you know, I wonder, I think maybe we'll start to only see Byron Saxton on one show. I think him and Michael Cole should be separated because they both kind of serve the same function. They're kind of that kind of goofy, kind of nerdy um not really they don't really pick a side they're very like vanilla in a lot of ways because they have to kind of hawk all of the product and i get that you know it's part of the business i really would love to see Corey graves brought up whether that happens or not remains to be seen um i'd like to i'd like them to do a reset in terms of having a true heel and a true baby face kind of tandem like gorilla and jesse um, or Bobby Heenan and um, Gorilla. Th- those were just really great days in terms of announcing. And even you oh, could even yeah, go back to JR and JR and King in the Attitude yeah. Era. I was going to say, what a dream and uh, or, or Tony Schiavone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I, um, it'd be a lot of a lot of shaking up tomorrow night. Um, I had a few questions for you as we kind of wrap up tonight, and we we will hit you guys by the way with a ton of coverage tomorrow. Um, before and after the draft, we have some fun things planned. We're not going to spill the beans now, 
But uh, look forward to some fun stuff from the big old belt tomorrow night. But why don't we take a quick break? We'll come back, and I have a few questions to kind of wrap up for you too, James. Maybe some rapid-fire stuff. Are you ready for that? Let's do it. All right. We'll be right back after this break. Rate, review, and subscribe to the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Connect with us on all of our platforms, bgbgroup.tumblr.com, at bgbgroup on Twitter, and facebook.com slash biggoldbelt. Okay, we're back after that short timeout. Um, Aaron and Two Chames here breaking down... Um, everything from Raw leading into the draft tomorrow night. Make sure you stay tuned, as I said before, for our coverage before, uh, potentially during and following the draft tomorrow night. Um, I think it was hinted that there's going to be a supplemental draft on the app, on the WWE Network, in that last hour after SmackDown's done. But we'll we'll have to really evaluate when everything shakes out. Um, I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire here first. Um, just give me kind of your off-the-cuff, um, first inclination reaction to these questions here. Um, here we go. Top women's pick. Sasha Banks. Top tag team pick. The New Day. Second top team after New Day. Because that's the hard question, isn't it? That is the hard question because I want to say in zone cast, but I do. I'm still feeling like that might be the split up. So okay, um, um, maybe the VOD villains could be, or the Usos, or Alpha. That's those are your boys right there, Alpha. Now, now see that's the cheat. You can draft them as a tag team. Yeah, that is the cheat. Yep. If that's the case, then you, you take the revival. Mm, I love the revival. Could you, I am going to do clinic work on the main roster if they come up. Yes. Um, okay, we're going to keep going here. Which show does John Cena end up on? Smackdown. Which show does Brock Lesnar end up on? Well. Um, do we see, and if so, give me some predictions, any returns, someone that's drafted that is a returning superstar or a debuting superstar? Not from NXT. Randy Orton obviously is going to be considered a return. Yeah, um, I'm going to definitely going to give him that. But like any um, any past superstars that might come back or a debuting talent that we've never seen before. I think this is definitely a good platform for Bobby Roode to be um, debuted. Now, yes, we're going to call we're going to say he's NXT, but he's never been shown on TV. He will be though if you, if you saw. Spoilers right. that leaked out, that's but right. yeah, that's right. Yeah, ah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Eric, yeah, could be. I think he'll be NXT. I heard that's a done deal, and they're just waiting to bring him back again. Oh, that's that's a good question. But I'm, I'm, I'm stunned at that one. Yeah, um, let's see what else can I ask you. Um, first NXT call up pick tomorrow night. Um, well, it really depends on the. The, the direction of the draft. Um, I think, I know you, you said Finn Balor should be first, but... I feel that way, yes. He's such a big name that him being called being called last is like the ultimate surprise. You know, like, wow, they did it. But no, my first, my first pick is going to have to be Bailey. Do we see Nakamura drafted tomorrow night? <sighs> the answer is no. 
do they draft Bailey tomorrow night or wait and debut her at the pay-per-view as the mystery partner? See, that, that right there is very interesting because I was going to say that on the first half of the show. Sasha says she has it covered. It will make it will make Sasha the ultimate. It won't make an ultimate face, but it, it will definitely make her a face now, bringing up the female John Cena and to work with her now. I think she can synonymous, but we still doesn't know. We still don't know if that's gonna be her dancing part. Now, if she is if she is called up tomorrow, I say that Nikki Bella would be her dancing partner. Mmm. I like that. I actually kinda like that a lot. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, now you gave me something to chew on there. That's very, very interesting. The only thing is that Nikki Bella is not listed, so I wonder if they're considering her not ready to return, or maybe that's kind of a red herring, and they're just kind of um, swerving us a little bit. Um, besides the the Cruiserweight Championship likely coming back, as a result of the draft, what other championship belts do you think will be revived or introduced? I mean, Silas has been a big advocate for the European Championship. <laughs> I think we all say that because we just remember Owen Hart very fondly with that belt. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't know how to go about with the focus of the new belt. Again, I, I, I'm not a big advocate of introducing um, new belts because of the split, like a new heavyweight championship, or, that, or a big old belt to be returned, which I don't think that would, would have been the case anyway. But if there could be any other, um, you know, record belt, clearly the Cruiserweight belt has to be the thing. We talked about it already, but instead of the trophy, there, there needs to be a belt. Yeah. Um, do, do, do you think that they can make a new belt and call it something else? Well, I think they should do um, more of a, like, I don't think they should call it the television title, but I think they should call it, like, the WWE Network Championship or something like that where it's defended, um, maybe it's defended exclusively on the network and maybe it's given to like a lower to lower mid-card person where it's defended on superstars every week or and maybe it's defended on the pre-show every pay-per-view. Um, something like that could be really fun. You could even make it kind of a gimmick where like every pay-per-view it was contested in a um, co-branded match where you had, if a Raw guy held the title, he had to face a SmackDown guy for it. So there was that inter-brand kind of competition. I do I do think, especially given the way Raw ended tonight, I think that there will be a second world title added. I don't think it will be the big gold belt. I heard rumors that they did create a new belt for this. Maybe I'm assuming they're going to call it the World Heavyweight Championship since the WWE Championship lost that World Heavyweight um, yep. name to it. Um, I also heard, and I, again, I don't know if I was reading anything legitimate, but I heard that the belt doesn't look good <laughs> from people who have seen it. So um, we'll see. Um, I, I, I will be cool with the Cruiserweight belt being called the World Cruiserweight Classic Championship. I mean that could be fun. It would definitely make that tournament that tournament mean a little more. Um, but I just do you know how I feel about how would you feel seeing a WWE championship being defended or evolved? How would you feel about that? I mean, if it was like a cruiserweight title or something, I think it would be cool. Especially considering the relationship that they have with them. I mean, they're about to poach 
a number of their talent. I mean, we heard Kota Ibushi and Cedric Alexander's names on Raw tonight. I, I don't, like, honestly, when I heard it, I was like, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even believe it. So, yeah, I think they recognize, I mean, it's not like these cruiserweights need to go to NXT because it's not like they're going to get necessarily all built up to be a future world champion. They're, they're good enough workers. They could come on Raw right now and kill it because you look at WCW in 95 and 96, those guys didn't get over because they were big names coming in. They got over because their matches were insane every week. Sure. And that's all you need to do. Um, I want to hit you with a few more rapid fires, though. Um, do you think hey. Roman Reigns would have been the number one pick if he hadn't gotten suspended? Uh, not by Stephanie, no. By Shane, yes. And I think SmackDown would have had the first pick, and it would have been shipped. It would have went that way. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Stephanie ever has a reason to know for him. Sure. Um, who just finished up in TNA that long ago? Who finished up in TNA? Well, Bobby Roode was the last big one. Um, Velvet Sky, Gail Kim, I think is still there. Um, yeah. No, 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 not, not that. Um, what's his name? That just finished up in. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. No, Rickish, the thing about their deals, though, is that even if they're, like, finished up, they cannot uh, they cannot go work somewhere else until all their episodes have aired on Lucha. Um, I actually, he was on Austin's podcast, um, like, a week and a half ago, and he said he still has another year on his deal with, like, New Japan and Lucha. So I think he will be in WWE in, like, 2017, 2018. But you know he like when it, whatever year he's free, you know he's gonna come in and just barnstorm the cruiserweight classic that year, <laughs> and it's gonna be awesome. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they let him if they want him to work like the ricochet gimmick or a masked gimmick. You can't call him Puma, but you can do something similar. Um, no mask, no mask. Yeah, they don't, they don't like masks in WWE. I have um I have two more questions that are gonna be very controversial, and I just want you to give me your honest, quick opinion on it. The first, who is the last draft pick? <laughs> who will be chosen dead last? Either Go Dallas or um, or somebody from Social. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, I think you have to go with one of the Social Outcasts or like. Could you, could you imagine if they tried to ride back with the last pick? <laughs> just to mess with, <laughs> just to bury him before he goes. <laughs> I think they should draft Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant. I think they should draft like someone that we really like last just to make him more sympathetic. Like Zack Ryder would be a great last pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a poll once we're done. That's a that's a good one. Um here's here's the really tough one. This is a serious one. Who is an the NXT talent that people expect will get drafted in those six picks, but will ultimately not? So you saying Joe or Nakamura, one of those two will remain solely on NXT after this. Yep. I think that makes a lot of sense because then you could, after that title match that those two are going to have at SummerSlam weekend, when you guys go to um, TakeOver, 
will be, um, you know, whoever wins the title will probably stay, and whoever doesn't will go, kind of like Kevin Owens last year. Yeah, and not to mention, let's not forget, Austin Aries is on that Ross side. Expect him to get drafted tomorrow. You you do expect Aries. Well, let me just ask you this then. Who are your six NXT call-ups? And I would say tag teams are considered, we'll say they're considered one of those six picks because it's not really clear if a tag team counts for one or two of the six call-ups. Balor. Nijat. Balor. Austin Aries. Ty Dillinger. And Bailey? Bailey. Okay. So then we're leaving we're leaving um Oscar. Oscar. Nakamore. Samoa Joe. Bobby Roo. Uh I don't know. No way, Jose. <laughs> um, what's your name? Um Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss and Carmella. Yeah. Well, and they have a bunch of influx of talent coming in with you know, Bobby Roode and some of these cruiserweight guys. Like I, it would be really cool to see Abushi challenge Nakamura for the title after if he stays down there. Come on, dude. You, you know that's coming. That's gonna be awesome. And and we cannot forget that Hideo's coming back sooner than later too. Is back. They, so they could have like a total like a total Japanese like war oh, for the title. It'd be awesome. They'll do one more tour run. They'll do one pay per view special for them, guaranteed. That's awesome. Matter of fact, um, Beast Nick East was in September last year, so that's right. No, it wasn't. It was on July fourth last year. Because I remember I did stuff with my family on the third, and I got up early and watched it on the fourth. That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, still, we're, we're still right on schedule for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are all the, all the hot the hot take questions I had. Did you have any that you want to throw out there before we wrap up tonight? Uh, no, nah, I think we covered it. And, um, again, I'm just excited about tomorrow. Um, I can't wait to see how uh, we, 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 we have a lot of good speculated plans for coverage, but I can't wait till we actually get into it. It's going to be a fun day tomorrow. It's finally here. It is. I've, we've been waiting a long time for this. Um, couple. Uh, the last thought I had, they've been doing so many Baron Cor- Corbin vignettes. Even though he hasn't really been competing, they've been keeping his name alive with all the vignettes they've been airing in the promo packages. Expect Baron Corbin to go in the top five for either show tomorrow. I agree. And then I expect him to be pushed to the moon on whatever show um, from that point forward. <laughs> The big cast and Braun Strowman stare off giving chills. Yes, like that, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I really dug that whole match. I was sitting here watching the twelve man tag, and like the intros with all the the talking lasted like twenty minutes. My wife's like, "Are they going to actually wrestle?" And I'm like, "Everyone's got to get their stuff in first, you know. They got three hours to kill here." <laughs> <laughs> it was cool though. I liked it. it was you know, seeing did a promo on the Enzo and cast. Enzo was on another <laughs> level tonight. That was my favorite Enzo stuff. And then New Day comes out and talks about Pokemon, and then the Wyatts come out in the club, and hot a- hashtag Hot Asian Wife was trending on Twitter. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so good. Hashtag Team Valor. Let's get it, Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, let's um, let's wrap up for tonight, and um, we'll come on. We'll definitely do some stuff before the draft. Maybe some reactions during the draft. Um, but you're going to definitely hear our takes on things um, 
And that's all I want to say about that for now. But we're really excited for draft I, coverage. I think before the draft, we're going to announce what we're going to do. That way, we're, when we're at it, we'll be right at it. Okay. Yeah, that works for me. Well, I guess people are going to have to really tune into our social media channels then, huh? So, got some good fans and good friends. We do. We'll have some. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. Really looking forward to it. And um, and also stay tuned later in the week. I'm sure we'll have some coverage leading into Battleground. We have some big gold belt podcast presence at that show. Two James and Celis and D. Wayne will all be in the house. Um, looking forward to hopefully seeing maybe D. Wayne jump in the ring there at some point tonight. That would be kind of cool. Um, but anyways, um, for Two James, this is Aaron. This is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. And... Um, We'll see you guys tomorrow night for the draft. Have fun.